visit Cape and Cowell Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowell Comics Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Rainier. Rainier, how's it going? It's going well, Henry. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So today, I thought we'd talk about Watchmen, kind of all things Watchmen. Um, I think, you know, this is this discussion is a long time coming, um, but particularly right now relevant because just yesterday we saw the release of the finale of the Button Issue series, 4 of 4, Flash 22, came out yesterday. Today is Thursday, May 18th, and yeah, just yesterday, the final issue of the Button series came out, and we both read it. And yeah, why don't we start there? Why don't we talk about uh, these these button comics? Yeah, let's spoil this thing. Spoiler alert. Yes, indeed. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, um, yeah, any initial thoughts? You just read it this morning, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, just before getting into the office. Um, I thought it was a really good issue. It's uh, it, it sort of met my expectation of this being sort of the stepping stone of the Watchmen, you know, creeping into the DC universe. It wasn't what I think a lot of people were wanting to see, that you'd, you'd see the entire Watchmen cast just boom, like, here we are uh, yeah. in the DC universe. Uh, I think it's great that they're, um, you know, sort of taking baby steps into getting them intertwined uh, right. into the DC universe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the last thing anyone wanted, where they would just be kind of shoehorned in and have it be kind of gimmicky, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. It looks like they're uh, being very careful with uh, how they're introducing, uh, you know, such a crazy cast of characters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe too careful because, you know, I've, I've had, I've voiced some frustration about um, this series. You know, when I first heard about you know, the appearance of the comedian's smiley face button. I was kind of ready to go. You know, issue one, uh, that's uh, Batman 21, right? Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's roll him out. Let's see who, who are we going to see. Are we going to see the comedian? Are we going to see Ozymandias? Or who, like, come on, let's bring it who on. Did, who did you want to see? <laughs> who did you want to see right off the bat? Oh, man. I mean, the fact that the button appeared, it kind of got me wanting to see the comedian yeah. to be honest yeah but you're also a big comedian fan oh yeah yeah <laughs> but i love all these guys man and i was just ready you know and that wasn't that that wasn't the way it played out right so as it played out it w- it was really you know a bit more of a tease in terms of a glimpse into the watchman universe it wasn't until the very end of this fourth issue that we saw any watchman and even then, you know, it was Dr. Manhattan, but even then it was just his hand, you know? He <laughs> saw his hand, he's picking up the button. That was pretty much it. So, But it was cool to see Dr. Manhattan, um, you know, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, I was excited for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the reason why I, I had a feeling that this was going to, it was going to be introduced this way is, is because, you know, it, it was 
already known that it was going to be a four-part series and the world of the Watchmen and you know the DC universe they're just huge there's just so many stories to tell I can't imagine them you know blowing it all out in just four issues like there's just no way they could capture that so that's why I thought this is going to be an introduction to sort of a larger storyline that's gonna that's gonna happen in the DC universe yeah and the way Dr. Manhattan was introduced was pretty interesting because you know, like I said, there's not a whole lot there. You just see his hand, and you see him grabbing the button. But there's also a bit of dialogue, too, right? And that dialogue is pretty telling because it's not new dialogue. It's actually dialogue straight from the Watchmen graphic novel. So, you know, it's it's essentially a scene where Dr. Manhattan is speaking to Silk Spectre and just kind of explaining his perspective on things mm-hmm. uh, but it's word for word you know so when i saw that when i was reading those words it was like oh this isn't you know this isn't present day i, I interpreted it as a, a look back to the past you know yeah. to like the 80s essentially Ooh, but know? now that i think about it though the although the dialogue was word for word and almost the imagery was sort of like panel by by, panel by panel right because he you see dr manhattan picking up the button um in the watchman storyline did you notice the extra spatter of blood that was on the on the button i did It, it changed a little bit right yeah it wasn't the same yeah so what does that mean? <laughs> I think things are changing. I think we're going to get a different... Well, this is what I want to see happen. I want to see the Watchmen storyline with the DC universe sort of being interjected in into it as if mm-hmm. as if we're going to see the Watchmen storyline, but you're going to see it through the through like batman's perspective or superman's perspective yeah like somehow they're going to be thrown into that universe they're going to see the events that we've seen happen in Watchmen play out but you know characters from the justice league are are going to somehow be woven into that storyline right yeah that's what it seems like yeah Um, and or or the reverse of that is maybe they'll take key storylines that had happened in the past in the dc universe and you're going to get it through the perspective of like rorschach or the comedian like they're going to have a hand in 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 changing sort of history yeah yeah i could see that it does really feel like this sort of alternate universe alternate history whatever you want to call it approach right so what are your thoughts on that like it feels a little bit like you know, you know how they reboot the Star Trek series, the whole Chris Pine, Zach Quinto incarnation? It, that The explanation there is that it's sort of an alternate timeline, right? Mm-hmm. So th- those, are, those are fun movies, but I know there are a lot of Star Trek fans who weren't too happy about that, right? Oh, right. Because so, like an alternate timeline, it's, it's sort of like the continuity seatbelt. Like it's, it's safe, Yeah. right? So it's sort of <laughs> like, oh, you know... Th- People who are who love the Watchmen, people who love original Star Trek, like whatever you see here, you know you can you can still love that. This is different, but it can be aggravating too because it's like I don't want it to be like a different universe. You know, I want to continue these stories, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Star Wars fans are feeling the same way about the prequels. Like I wish that didn't exist. Oh, oh yeah. let's just sum it up to an alternate universe, but it's not. It's part of the universe that's a good point like it was yeah the star wars prequels were essentially george lucas going back and explaining everything from the original trilogy right and like 
a lot of fans were like, I don't need that explaining. I don't want that. I don't want to hear about fucking midichlorians and all that bullshit, right? <laughs> so maybe that's why with Star Trek, they said, okay, to avoid that, we're just going to like start a whole new timeline, right? Where Spock meets himself as an older Spock, you know? Um, <laughs> Conti- I don't know. Continuity airbags. Yeah. Or bumpers. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a cop-out, I guess. But I don't know. For me, bottom line is... There's new Watchmen content, and I can't. There's there's no way I can complain about that. You know, I'm stoked. You know, I'm into this stuff for sure. And like I know we had spoken a little earlier, but you know I haven't picked up and read a a DC comic like like a, a proper DC comic in some time. And when I say proper, I mean like the main DC universe, Batman and Superman, etc. Um, I've certainly read some alternative titles like preacher and watchman quite a bit in recent history but yeah no in terms of batman or flash like this is the first time in a long time uh, i've i've picked up those books and it's been pretty exciting you yeah, know not, not not only just the prospect of of the watchman being intertwined but just kind of getting back to to these heroes that you know i grew up on so Pretty welcome, cool. welcome back to the DC world. Good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so now that this button series is over, we can't help but kind of look ahead to see what's next. And we know that this uh, Doomsday Clock series is uh, is forthcoming. What right are your thoughts? The corner, yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts on, on that? You know, Jeff Johns. Uh, commented on this a bit he was talking about how it would be interesting to see superman and dr manhattan sort of interact uh only because their points of view are very unique right dr manhattan um you know he was once human and he had acquired these powers where he eventually rejected his humanity whereas superman is the complete opposite where he's he's not human he's an alien Mm -hmm. uh, yet he embodies everything that humanity is like he embraces humanity and it's going to be interesting to see how you know how they come together uh whether it's you know whether it's a a cause they're fighting for uh yeah it'll be interesting yeah that that's that's a very interesting dynamic, I think, because you're, you're, we're looking at polar opposites. Like you mentioned, an alien who be, has become, who's really embraced humanity and being human. And on the flip side, Dr. Manhattan, who was human, acquired these godlike superpowers and subsequently has kind of rejected humanity, rejected being human. So, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think we're gonna see a, a, a buddy <laughs> a, a buddy bromance thing going on between these two. But yeah, it's super interesting to to see you know their interactions. You know how's that gonna play out? Yeah, yeah. And um, you know another thing we talked about a little earlier is you know kind of expectations. Once I saw that fucking button, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, like, like what? N- now what? You know, like, I want to see. Floodgates yeah, open. I want to see, yeah. see the comedian. I want to see Rorschach. I want to see Night Owl, Silk Spectre, all of them, you know. And, you know, like we were saying, you, you know, it'd be stupid to, to be gimmicky and just kind of throw it all out there. And 
um, and not tell the story in the right way. Yeah. Right? yeah the th- you know what I would hate to see? I would hate to see it becoming this sort of Watchmen versus the Justice League. Yeah. And you see each character that are sort of perfectly matched go toe-to-toe. That's, I think that's the worst thing. <laughs> I think that would be the worst thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, tempting, though. If he, there were some, some uh, matchups, you know, it, it might be interesting to see. But, yeah, I think ultimately the story needs to be told in, in the right way. You know? Yeah, it would be interesting to see the Watchmen seeing how the Justice League tackles, you know, big worldwide threats, and and then the opposite of that is seeing how the Justice League reacts to the Watchmen, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with conflict because they're 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 they both go about it completely different ways. Like Watchmen is in a is is in more of a real world setting. Yeah, right? yeah. there's a, a lot of controversial conflict that happens in the Watchmen versus. You know what happens in the DC universe? It's much more, you know, fantastical and romanticized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's been cool to see a little taste of Watchmen so far. Um, but yeah, all this talk of alternate history and godlike powers—you know, all, uh, the Reverse Flash. He when he saw Doctor Manhattan, he thought he saw God, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty heavy, right? Um, and it's out there. It's like we're talking cosmic shit and, and like I said, godlike abilities. And what would interest me more would be kind of more street-level type stuff. You know, I love the stuff in the original Watchmen books where it's just Rorschach kind of combing the streets. Mm-hmm. He's kind of bullying criminals, getting information, investigating um, him like – reuniting with night owl and and just doing their thing you know i'd love to see that type stuff but yeah i don't know if this is if that is quite where this is all headed you know because you know we see images of superman's logo and and dr manhattan's glow you know like it seems like we're dealing with some some really uh, kind of cosmic and, and extreme superpowers. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like the things that I'm interested in seeing is, can you imagine if, you know, remember that scene in Watchmen where Dr. Manhattan has grown to like giant proportion yeah. and he's basically just eviscerating like, um, you know, fighters in the Vietnam War. Yeah. He's just completely killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Superman was right there, he would try to stop Dr. Manhattan, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so who's right in this in this case like who you know who who's justified here and i think yeah. the, i think if it's if this storyline is going to tackle sort of issues like that i think it's going to be really interesting yeah oh for sure yeah you bring up a good point like who everyone kind of has good intentions you know ozymandias the the villain of the original watchman books he had the best of intentions he wanted to save humanity you know uh so yeah, I think that would be an interesting uh, contrast to have these characters sort of debate on, like, what's right, what's wrong. I'm also wondering what DC's stance is going to be on having uh, Dr. Manhattan's Wang uh, on the pages <laughs> of the DC oh, universe. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to see some Manhattan dong? I don't know. You know, it's interesting you brought up his him killing Reverse Flash. You know... When Reverse Flash died in that first button issue, I kind of felt like, oh, that that felt like Doctor Manhattan, and yet it kind of it kind of didn't too, because the way that 
Dr. Manhattan disposes of enemies is isn't making them into like half of a skeleton. He just eviscerates yeah. them, you know, they just disappear. Yeah. You know, poof, like the way he, he took out Rorschach. He just kind of become a like a blob of blood and then gone, you know? You know what I'm thinking might have happened in that case is because he is a speedster and maybe he was fast enough to muster up some energy <laughs> to escape being completely you know, evaporated. Oh, that's a good theory. And yeah. so that's why he was sort of that's why he was partially you know, bone and, yeah, and still muscle. Intact, yeah, to a degree. Uh, that's a good explanation. I like it. You know, always thinking, always <laughs> thinking. I like it. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, you know, like I said, I wanted this discussion to be just kind of like a general Watchmen discussion. And there's there's a lot there's in the history of of that franchise. There's there's been a lot now. There's been a movie. There is the original uh, twelve issue run. There was before Watchmen that released uh, a few years back, and you know now with uh, the crossover happening in the DC universe. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of material. Any um, any thought? Hey, how, how about what was your what was your first exposure to to Watchmen? I'm curious. Oh man, when did I read Watchmen? Um... It might have been maybe a year before the movie came out. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was me too. Right around that that period. Yeah, I read it in trade. I didn't. Uh, I didn't buy them when they were released as single issues. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a great book. Like it's one yeah. of those books where you can reread it and sort of find new things. That's yeah. the thing that I really appreciate about it. Definitely. And uh, Alan Moore's work on that. Um, and there's a lot of like there's a lot of hidden things too in there mm-hmm. um, that yeah. uh, you know that that had come to surface even recently um, regarding like the way Doctor Manhattan speaks or the way that Rorschach speaks and how like the lettering is 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 drawn a little bit different like that that was new to me that was something yeah. that I had had sort of newly found mm-hmm. so influential like the the way those stories were told have have influenced like a whole generation of comic creators yeah it made it it, it made it on uh like what is it uh times list of like most influential novels and that's yeah. the thing that was yeah. a, that was a huge thing for uh for that book because it was yeah. a, it was a graphic novel it wasn't it was being you know it was being um placed amongst you know other great pieces of literature and mm-hmm. here's the watchman you know yeah. um coming from the pages of a comic book yeah and being regarded as an influential novel yeah uh you know that was huge definitely and, you know a big appeal to me was it took all these superhero archetypes you know and really injected some gritty reality into them you know so like um, with with the uh, current age of the superhero film, we've seen a lot of these superheroes from comics and brought some reality to them. You know, I think the, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy is a good example. It's like, what if Batman really existed? You know, I could see it kind of going down like it did mm-hmm. in, that, in those movies, right? But I would say even more with the the Watchmen the original Watchmen books like it took these characters you know Batman wasn't in it by name but Night Owl was in it and that archetype you know 
a Batman-like character was Night Owl. And um, like I like to kind of compare the Watchmen to all these other archetypes. So Dr. Manhattan being kind of a Superman figure and Rorschach, the vigilante, he's kind of a, a Punisher type character. And in a weird way, I think the comedian is kind of a Captain America character, oddly enough, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's this very nationalistic character, like uh, uh, someone who works for the government. You know, <laughs> obviously, I think Cap and comedian are, are on polar opposites yeah. in terms of their ethics, um, but you know that what what I'm talking about the, the archetypes hold you know and I know Alan Moore intended uh, these characters to be very similar to past characters not actually not specific to the ones I just mentioned but those those archetypes yeah. throughout the history of comics you know and that's cool you know like if uh, if Rorschach or no let's say, let's say if if uh, the Punisher was a real person. He'd probably be more like Rorschach than the Punisher we know in the comics, right? The Punisher we know in the comics is 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 pretty psycho and extreme, but you know, if he was a real person, he'd have he'd have mental issues yeah. like Rorschach yeah. and he would he would be like pretty fucked up in the head, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it just yeah, I, I love that reality. You know, like a, a character like Captain America not a super realistic character like it's so it's sort of an aspirational thing like i've i've said in the past like that's the person i kind of want to be i want to become cap but that person really doesn't exist in real life if there was a person who was like working for the government doing things for the u.s government more likely it would be someone like the comedian right yeah 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 it's interesting seeing characters that are beyond two dimension like showing them you know, show, showing what are the dark secrets in their closet, you know, what are their vices, what do they do in their downtime? Yeah. Like, Watchmen, like, paints that picture. Like, you get a full view of how these characters are, and they're not they're not perfect. Yeah. They've got problems just like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, too, really got into the Watchmen books around the movie's release. You know, there's a lot of hype around at that time. And it, it was kind of a big part of my my comics reading because at that point I had kind of dropped out. Like I grew up with comics, um, but yeah, r- around that time, let's see, the movie released in 2009. But yeah, around that time, um, my comics reading was at like was was pretty minimal. Um, but then yeah, I heard the the upcoming release of the Watchmen movie and. And I know my, my brother, actually, he, he bought the individual issues way back in the day, like in the 80s when they released. So I had some exposure at that time, um, but very little understanding. I didn't sit down and read them, but I did read them you know, before the movies released, and it really reinvigorated my, uh, my comics fandom. You know, It really kind of reopened the floodgates. And uh, it was, yeah, it was... I was totally blown away when I, I I did the same thing. I read that graphic novel, and was really it was really wow, like, man. wowed that's, by it. Yeah, that's great to hear the impact that it had on yeah. your life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, one thing I wanted to touch upon too is the 
before Watchmen books. So these released just a few years back. I think it was around 2012 or so. Mm-hmm. And, and so these were prequels to the Watchmen story we know. Yeah, yeah. So I remember kind of similar to my excitement to these button issues now, I was really excited for these then. You know, like, like I said, I was really exposed to the Watchmen characters around the movie's release 2009. So a few years later, yeah, I'm all in. There's new Watchmen books. Hell yeah, dude. I was totally in. I read a lot of those. And um, I know there is, there is some backlash. You know, there's some negativity about how it was kind of blasphemous, you know, that they would have new Watchmen material. These were the first Watchmen books since the original 12-issue series, you know. And, you know, Alan Moore had nothing to do with these, and he outright rejected them. Alan so, Moore outright rejects everything <laughs> in much. life, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he voiced his displeasure here. And I think there was, and he wasn't alone. You know, there were others who were, you know, traditionalists who were kind of like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to read these. I don't think they even gave him a chance. Um, but I thought they were great. You know, I, I read quite a few of those, um, and I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed them quite a bit. So, I mean, there, there were a lot. So the ones, the ones I read were uh, the Rorschach series, Night Owl, Dr. Manhattan. There was one for the uh, kind of the precursor to the Watchmen, the, the Minutemen. I read that series too. The Ozymandias series I read. Almost all of them. I didn't get through all of the Comedian or the Silk Spectre books. Oh, I thought the Comedian would have been top of the list there. You know, yeah, I, there were a lot of books yeah, though. Like I, I have to admit, I, I read a lot of the number ones from those series. Uh-huh. I wasn't able to stick with a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, the Comedian, I didn't really get in. I think I read the first two, but I, I wasn't a big fan of that particular series. There's some real highlights. The uh, the Ozymandias storyline I really loved, and the Jay Lee art was a big part of it. That that's what got me into Jay Lee initially was that was that series, um, and like I said, that minute uh, the Minutemen series was amazing. Man, the the late great Darwin Cook he wrote and illustrated that whole series, and it, it, I think is the best of that whole. Uh, Watchmen, uh, so before Watchmen. Let series. me ask you this: So, from what you've read, did it have a similar, if not more or less, level of impact on you the way the original Watchmen story had on you? Oh, good question. You know, I mean, I, I I'm like a lot of other people where I regard those original books as as really special. You know super influential and still relevant and just an awesome story so yeah i don't want to go and say before watchmen you know touches the originals eclipsed it or anything like that no no way um but i think it was there i think they were great and i think they they are a worthy prequel to to the originals yeah i would say that yeah for sure I need to reread these books. <laughs> There's some good ones. There's yeah. some good ones. Um, so, oh, so one of the so, some of the backlash for before Watchmen was like this is a cash grab. You know, the movie had come out and DC was just trying to milk it, milk the franchise, right? Um, like I said, I think 
you know, I'm sure there were there was an aspect of that, but ultimately, I think they found the right creators to do it, and I think they mm-hmm. were done well overall. So, yeah. And similarly, so another thing I want to talk about is Watchmen Noir. So this came out just last year, and it's essentially a black and white version of the original 12-issue Watchmen run. And yeah, when I first heard about it, it, it really felt like, oh, they're really trying to milk this thing. So you wait, know? it's the exact same book, just without color? Correct. Yeah. Although I will say it wasn't as lazy as it sounds. I actually talked to Aton a little bit about it. And he told me that it wasn't like the equivalent of taking your TV and just turning the color off. <laughs> it wasn't that simple. Like I think Dave Gibbons was involved in in the uh, the retelling, and there was some different shading, and there was some care and, and effort involved. Oh. oh, so there's there there are panels that are different than the original. Um, I mean, outside of just being black and white. <laughs> you know, or- that's a good question. I think the answer to that is yes, but essentially it's the original graphic novel told in in, in black and white form. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So, but uh, what I was gonna say is I really I really like that a lot too. You know, like um, one thing that if you go back and, and read the original graphic novel, one thing that may feel a little dated is the artwork. So I think Alan Moore's writing is timeless, and it's a timeless story. But you look at it, and it does feel and look like you're reading a comic from the '80s. You know, um, so I, the, I thought that was the intent, though. Wasn't that the intent? Because the book was sort of the the timeline was around the World War II era, right? Well, parts of it, yeah. But I mean, the the, the present day of Watchmen was the '80s. So in, in, that, in that respect, it did make sense that it looked like an 80s comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, bottom line is you're reading through that and it just, yeah, it looks like you're reading a comic of that era. And good or bad, it just felt a little dated. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of changed with Watchmen Noir. When I read that, and I read that all the way through, and it felt it felt a little more classic and a little more timeless so oh. you know i think that's worth a look too you know i'm i'm kind of i don't know for me there hasn't been a misstep with watchmen even the movie which some people have some criticism on i, I dug that too so i i maybe i'm like fanboy blinders a little bit here but uh, i dig all this yeah, shit yeah i was just going to ask you that like what your thoughts were on the movie did it live up to your expectations of the book i mean those are big expectations but i definitely yeah. like the movie um yeah you know i feel the same way like that movie yeah. had a it had a huge shoes to fill yeah i yeah, mean there's yeah. there's so much content in in that 12 issue run it's it almost seemed like an impossible feat to be able to fill that yeah. into a less than three hour film but i think they pulled it off like the visuals were mm-hmm. absolutely spot on and beautiful yeah. yeah and you know i mean Zack snyder has come under fire for a great many things in his career uh, but yeah just looking at the Watchmen movie I think you could feel the care and the precision he put into this I mean he he was super passionate about making this film and you know are there things he could have done better maybe but you could feel like the care behind it he really gave a shit about 
doing this story right. And I think that showed. I think that it showed that he really wanted to to have this be uh, to honor the original source material. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. he was under, um, you know, he, that's a tremendous amount of pressure to put all that content within a three-hour movie. Yeah. I think a lot of the resentment from fans that did not like the movie is that they would prefer to have seen it as, like, you know, a miniseries uh, that could be told a bit more longer mm, form than, yeah. you know, a theatrical release. Hey, speaking of which, there was a news item a couple of years ago. Kind of where I kind of wonder where this is now, but apparently Zack Snyder was in talks with HBO to do a Watchmen TV show. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of That was exciting to hear that. It was super exciting. And the prospect of doing a Watchmen-themed episode last night, I just kind of re-researched it, and there's been nothing since. So I kind of wonder where it stands now. Um, Wouldn't it be great if they got the ball rolling on that? I mean, there's going to be a big void to fill with Game of Thrones coming to an end. That's what it said in those original articles. Oh, did it actually say that? It did say that. It's (laughs) like, well, with with the impending end of GOT, you know, HBO wants to have a hard-hitting buzzworthy show you know what will it be watchmen you know we'll see but i think that was part of the intention behind these talks with zach schneider you know so we'll see and i know um in that article it mentioned a logical uh, the logical source material would be before watchmen which mm-hmm. is what we just talked about um so maybe that but now that we're into the this whole like button issue stuff and the dc universe crossover uh, yeah, maybe they'll reignite interest in that i don't know uh, or maybe they want to retell the original watchman story in the format which you could argue is more appropriate right because a lot of people say the tv series format is a better way to adapt comics because comics are inherently episodic right so is that in the cards? I don't know. Just don't yeah. just don't give us a George Lucas special edition version <laughs> with blinking Ewoks and Yeah. Christian, yeah. Christian Haydenson taking the place of the original <laughs> Vader. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, the fact that we haven't heard anything about it in a while, maybe it's kind of in development hell or something. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think, you know, we just wanted to cover any sort of uh, things in Watchmen land over the years and that's definitely one of them I remember that when that came up a lot of people were like whoa what no way hey, can you imagine if they did a preacher movie instead of a preacher series you know how hard oh, that man. would be how, that would, how uh, impossible would that be it would be impossible like they they talked about the Watchmen movie being uh, they, they referred to it as filming the unfilmable to me that that's nothing compared to a preacher movie like, yeah that'd be ridiculous no way yeah i mean maybe um they could do like the preacher show and it would end with a movie i think there's some talks about game of thrones or oh, there was some talks about about game of thrones doing that but that's the only way that would work like there's no way they could fit all the material from yeah. preacher into a movie oh did you hear about the inhumans uh television series yeah i heard about that how the first two episodes are going to be a, a theatrical release oh i didn't hear that yeah and then, then it's going to continue in television form oh crazy interesting wow. right? yeah 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 i wonder how many people are going to go to the theaters and watch that i'm sure there'll be a lot or i wonder if the first two are only going to be theatrically released 
and then they start the series like on episode three, that means you have to go to the theater and watch it, <laughs> or you just wait for them to archive it on like Netflix, right? Right. Yeah. There's yeah. There's so many different ways these superhero these superhero stories are being told. Now it's it's crazy. By the way, I'm excited for season two of Preacher. Oh, me too, for sure. Oh yeah, that's coming soon. We we'll want to do. Yeah, we should do like like a preacher themed yeah, episode man. soon yeah, yeah okay. next month it's coming stay next month. tuned can't wait all right so yeah why don't we get into um new comics so today like i said is thursday may 18th yesterday was new comic book wednesday um let's talk about what came out yesterday Ooh, what did i pick up i picked up well first and foremost <laughs> flash 22 yeah. right which cover did you get, or did you buy yours? I got mine digitally. digitally. Yeah, right. that's how I read it uh, last night. So when you buy digitally, does it come? I know it comes with like extra artwork sometimes. Does it come with like the different like covers? Yeah, you know, um, there was they showed the regular cover and then one variant. So I guess they didn't even bother trying to do the lenticular thing. Mm. So because there are three, oh, there, is, there is a lenticular for issue four or for the fourth part of the right, issue. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I don't think that was shown in any form in the mm. digital version, but the other two covers were. Yeah. Oh, by the way, DC is doing digital books now, like in addition to buying the comic the way Marvel does it, mm-hmm. how it's like includes digital copy. Yeah. So it seems like DC is on board with the same thing. I've oh, been yeah? noticing that with the books I've been buying oh. in the last like month. Okay, interesting. So you might want to get more bang for your buck and... <laughs> And we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll start doing Clutter that. your office with more <laughs> more funny books. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, just one I wanted to call out, and this has been kind of a long time coming. The, the comic, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, issue four, came out yesterday. And, um, yeah, it's been a, a long time since issue three came out. So, so four kids walked into the bank and they never walked out, huh? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely want to call this out. Aton kind of uh, kind of got on me before about not talking about a, a new Black Mask release, so I wanted to be sure to mention this. Um, and it's a great book. So I've been uh, I've been keeping up here, and issues one through three are great. If you liked Stranger Things on Netflix, I think you would like this series. Very similar it has. Uh, teenage protagonists and uh, a retro setting and uh, some some pretty sharp comedy so uh, highly recommend four kids walk into a bank issue four how about you Rainier uh, I can tell you what I picked up so obviously the button issue flash 22 the lenticular cover is awesome cool uh, it's got a nice sort of golden age throwback feel with uh, Jay Garrick on the cover oh yeah 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 uh, let's see, issue four of the Justice League versus the Power Rangers, which is actually a, 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 f- a fun book. <laughs> oh, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. Luke Cage one came out. Oh yeah. The uh, hip hop cover variant is what I uh, is what I picked up. It's a cool cover. Nice. Uh, what else? Oh, Super Sons number four is out as well okay. yep i picked nice. that one up uh what else that's it i think that's all i got cool and with that we can wrap up the episode this is farewell from rainier and henry peace <laughs>